0: Hello, everyone, and bienvenidos to a special bonus episode of the Paseo Podcast. You'll notice it sounds a bit different than what I normally do, and that's because I'm not the one doing the interviewing this time. Sometimes with our bonus content, I may or may not be the one interviewing. Either way, it's going to be quality stuff. So for this bonus episode, we're sharing audio from a press conference on Sunday, October 25th, announcing the release of a nationwide Latinx, LGBTQ, get-out-the-vote commercial, ...developed by the Immigration Reform Fund founded by former Congressman Luis Gutierrez. We're going to play the commercial for you to hear in a little bit, but we'll also put the link to the show in the in the notes of our podcast... ...so that you can watch the commercial in its entirety. Speakers at this press conference include former Congressman Luis Gutierrez... ...Chicago Alderman of the First Ward Daniel Espada, ...Congressman Jesus Chuy Garcia... Illinois State Senator Omar O'Quino, Illinois State Representative and Chair of the Black Caucus, Camille Lilly, Illinois State Representative Lamont Robinson, and Senior Director of Human Resources and Equity at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center and Executive Member of the Puerto Rican Agenda here in Chicago, Roberto Sanabria, We're gonna play the commercial for you to hear in a little bit, but we'll also put the link to it in the show notes so you can actually watch it in its entirety. I've actually mentioned this on my Twitter account, at JSDeLeon, but the Puerto Rican vote in particular can have an impact, especially in swing states like Pennsylvania and Florida, who both are in the top four of the highest Boricua populations in the United States. So, with the election right around the corner, this commercial comes at an opportune time. It features the Senior Director of Human Resources and Equity at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, as I mentioned earlier, Roberto Sanabria. He'll be in the commercial along with his partner, Juan Lucio Ramirez. And there's even going to be a special appearance of former congressman from Illinois, Luis Gutierrez, at the very, very end. And I think you're going to like his call to action. So we're going to play the commercial for you right now. It's a quick 30 seconds. So here we go.
1: When Juan Lucio and I got married, I married a hero. Every day he goes to work at the hospital and risks his life to heal others. I was undocumented when I met Bobby in constant fear of being deported. But I still got to marry my best friend, and thanks to President Obama, deportation is in my past. Today our family is together, strong, and safe. We need your help to keep it that way. It's on us, get off your ass, make a plan, vote.
0: That's it, everybody. So what did you think? No, I always appreciate a short commercial with a direct call to action at the end. Former Congressman Luis Gutierrez, remind us, what was that call to action again?
2: It's on us. Get off your ass. Make a plan. Vote.
0: That's it, Luis. Thank you so much for that reminder. Uh, But what did you all think? Did you like it? Did you dislike the commercial? Let us know at Baseo Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Now we're going to head into the press conference, but stick around after because our sound editor, Richie Requena, was able to get some candid thoughts from Congressman Chuy Garcia and Illinois State Senator Omar Okino, and we'll share that right after the press conference. Now, let's head into the presser.
3: So today we have uh, some wonderful um, invites here, some attendees. We have representative uh, our congressman, who I always say we only have to let out the mustache, right? And Chewy shows up to save us. Um, so, our, our own very, very, our own uh, Batman, uh, uh, Congressman Jesus Chewie Garcia. Um, we also have Representative Lamont Robinson. Hey, uh, Lamont and Representative Camille Lilly and the Chair of the Illinois Black Caucus. Yay. We also have Alderman LaSpada, our very own Alderman, Yay. who's here today. Thank you, Alderman, for being here. And the star, of course, of, um, of our wonderful commercial that we're here to, rep- to, to present you today, um, Roberto, who is my colleague. Yay. And last but not least, um, the founder of Immigration Reform and former Congressman Luis Gutierrez. Also, also my dad. So thank you everybody for being here.
2: Thank you, pass Jessica. pass it over to you. Jessica, thank you, Jessica. Lisa, thank you for having us. You're welcome. And for having us in this beautiful place. Uh, we need to do so much more to stand up for our LGBTQ community and our trans community. And it's wonderful to see that you and others have developed this safe place uh, for the community where they can grow and prosper and feel safe. Thank you so much for hosting. And let's give her a round of applause. Thank you for all of your work. I would now like for everybody, if we could, Jessica, play the video, if we could. Um, so what I did is Roberto and uh, Juan Lucio, uh, they're a beautiful married couple right here from the Division Street. And so Chewy, what I did was, I interviewed them for over an hour, I took the tapes back home, and from that I wrote a 27 uh, second script. But I didn't wanna just, so, and then I said to Juan Lucio, to Roberto, I said, here's your commercial. I want you to know there isn't a single word here that you did not utter during that hour so that it's authentically their story. And so sometimes, you know, when you do commercials, it gets commercialized, not in this sense. This is truly their story and their words. Roberto, to please come in and address us.
1: Thank you, everybody. I have to say, I have not seen the commercial yet. This was the first time. My plan was to come here and stand in the back and eat some popcorn and watch it unroll. And I wasn't prepared to make a statement, but I am happy to make some kind of a statement. Let me say first that I am, very proud to be a member of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center. I've been a member since I was a teenager, since I was a young man, and I grew up here. I um, I came here knowing that I was a gay man, not out yet, and this was the most wonderful space to come out because it was one of the only spaces that was very progressive and very political that was incredibly affirming of sexuality it was all over me happening. So it was this beautiful blossoming of people becoming what they should become. It was self actualization. So I was very happy when I was asked to participate in this project because I think it was just part of the fulfillment of that long trajectory. So I'm really happy I wish I would have combed my hair a little better, but <laughs> I think this is this came out really nice and I hope it kicks some ass on the campaign trail. Thank you.
2: Pues gracias, Roberto. Thank you. Quiero um, de nuevo darle una gran bienvenida a todos ustedes aquí. Ya han visto el anuncio. El anuncio solamente es, es en inglés. Um, the commercial will only be aired in Spanish. Um, in English? I'm sorry, in English. Uh, the commercial will only be aired in English. It will be all over your TV sets this week in the Chicagoland area, and we will make sure through a digital platform that we get it out all over the Latino community, particularly of the city of Chicago. And
4: we have a Spanish version for
2: social media. We have a Spanish version for social media that we're going to put up. So we're going to spend quite a bit of money on social media, getting it out, because obviously at the last phase of the campaign, we need to get young people out to vote, and we need to black young people, white young people, Latino young people to get out to vote. And we had already crafted messages. We had already crafted messages around Latinos and Trump saying Mexicans are murderers. We've done that commercial. We've done the commercial of the devastating effect of Maria on the Puerto Rican community and on our diaspora. We've done that commercial on the children They were in cages, kidnapped by the federal government, kidnapped by the federal government who are today orphans. We've done that. So we wanted to say, after we heard Juan Lucio and Roberto's story, we said, this is a unique story that we also believe needs to be part of our intersectionality between the Black Lives Movement, between immigration forces, and between our LGBTQ community. And we thought this was a wonderful, as you heard. I mean, Roberto, their marriage is threatened by this president. Juan Lucio is on the front lines every day going to a hospital to save people's lives. Wow. It's a commercial that talks about who we are. And it's immigration. And it's about the ability to love who you want and to make sure that you get married to who you want and that the government respects that. So it's about gay marriage. It's also about immigration. He feels free today because Obama respected their marriage. This president will not and is threatening it. So we wanted to send that message out. We know that young, particularly Latinos, we are targeting them and we will target them truly in Philadelphia and Lancaster and Pennsylvania and we will target... Then with with this last ad, we will target that that community in Orlando, Tampa, and Miami in Florida. And I just wanna say a couple of things. Uh, We know we're in this one. Uh, I just came back from spending a week in Las Vegas. I knocked on doors in Las Vegas. People opened up the door. I could not find this elusive, young, angry Latino man that's with Trump. I couldn't find him. I'm not trying to say he doesn't exist. I'm just saying I could not find them. Mm -hmm. But who I did find was people who want to stand up and that are getting ready to vote. And I went to Philly the week before and in Philly it's a lot like Chicago where Latinos and black people live together in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I'm learning, right? How it is, uh, 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 how we live. And um, I went there and I spent a week in Orlando. And I gotta tell you, The immigrant movement, Shui, the immigrant movement, Uh, Make the Road New York, Casa de Maryland, Cherla, all of them are out there registering people to vote, helping people become citizens, make it register them to vote. And now we're adding this, and this commercial also is going to be spread through uh, social media across wide platforms, we believe, once we get it out here in the city of Chicago. And so, quiero decirle que. He visitado a Las Vegas esta semana. Acabo de llegar hace dos días. Voy a ir de nuevo a, 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 a Puerto Rico mañana, pero regreso a este fin de semana a Florida a hacer campaña. Uh, he estado ya en Florida y en Filadelfia la comunidad está lista. La comunidad está votando. Está votando. Uh, nosotros necesitamos Particularmente mandarle un mensaje a los jóvenes de nuestra comunidad que salgan y que vean que la campaña es sobre muchas cosas. And now I I, want to say that, um, so Immigration Reform Fund is going to do this, and I want to now introduce um, uh, the current congressman of the four, I've only voted for two congressmen, uh, Latino congressmen. I vote for myself, that was 13 times and, and two times for Chewy. Uh One in the primary and one in the general election. To be clear. To be clear, yeah. <laughs> I voted twice for him. Uh, and I just wanna say to Chewie, you know, um, it's been so wonderful, my brother, to see you in the Congress of the United States, uh, to be our champion, to be such a clear voice for our community. And, you know, and it's also good because you and I have had such a great relationship over the years, starting with Harold Washington, who helped both of us, right, become the men that we are today. You know, he inspired us, he guided us, and he mentored us. And I just want to say, God, if I could take one thing back, I would have stood with you when you ran for mayor of the city of Chicago. I say that. In retrospect, especially now, because maybe Floyd wouldn't have had to been murdered if we hadn't hidden Laquan Madonna, McConnell's murder here in the city of Chicago, but it was hidden. And Laquan McConnell was killed and murdered in the city of Chicago, and we hid it. And so, Chewy, I say to you, man, I'm so proud every day waking up. I know I'm in Puerto Rico, 2,000 miles away, but I still feel you're our congressman, even for the island of Puerto Rico, Jesus Garcia. <laughs>
5: Thank you. Thank you uh, so much, um, Congressman. (laughs) Uh, It's a real pleasure to be here this morning uh, and to feel what I feel this morning as you have already conveyed. I think we're in a very similar place. It's fantastic to be at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center in its new location, celebrating and exemplifying inclusiveness of all of our family, regardless of where people are. You know, the other thing that Luis and I experienced together uh, in the city council in 1987-88 when the city's first human rights ordinance was under debate and consideration. We came of age, you might say, on that issue and the struggle of the LGBTQ community for equality. And that was an important moment and a personal familial and community reckoning with doing the right thing and the struggle for justice and not being oblivious or forgetful and leaving people behind. This is a continuation of this struggle. I knew Roberto when he was that teenager back in the day, I will admit. And it's really great to be here knowing that as we, with the rest of the country, prepare to make some huge changes and to be not just accepting but welcoming of everyone in our country, that we are being mindful and thoughtful and open about what that will look like so i'm delighted to be here this morning uh, to unveil uh luis's latest venture into filmmaking uh, that is uh, a box that he had not that we have not checked off today we, we will check it off he's checked off many other <coughs> uh, boxes but uh, filmmaking was not one and uh, it's great. Uh, you know, Puerto Rico has had some incredible uh, filmmakers, so maybe uh, one more on the horizon. Um, but again, this is a, a wonderful place and uh, a most uh, propitious occasion to, occasion to be celebrating uh, all of our family and our quest for justice and equality as we grapple with America's reckoning uh, for justice, uh, for racial and economic justice. This is a part of that reckoning. Muy brevemente en español. Eh, me da gran gusto acompañar a mi colega, a Roberto, la mitad de la pareja que celebramos su causa eh, en la lucha por la igualdad de toda nuestra gente, toda nuestra familia. Eh, hoy celebramos esa lucha Eh, A la misma vez que luchamos por la justicia racial para toda la gente, especialmente la gente de color en este país, afrodescendientes, (coughs) latinos, eh, asiáticos, toda nuestra comunidad ah, al celebrar la lucha por justicia, por los inmigrantes y por supuesto por la otra gente que es oprimida a la gente de la comunidad LGTB, también lucha por justicia, hoy la celebramos y recordamos a toda nuestra familia, a toda la hermandad latina, que la lucha por la justicia no puede dejar a nadie atrás, porque todos somos iguales, todos valemos y todos merecemos la justicia. Muchas gracias.
3: I would love to bring up next our state senator, our, our own state senator here on Division Street, Omar Aquino. Thank you so much for being with us today, Senator. Of course, thank you.
6: Uh, thank you all. Uh, I'm honored to be here. I want to thank the congressman. I've seen uh, your production already. I got a sneak preview. Uh, and so I want to thank Roberto and his, and his husband for, for, for participating in that. It is so important to go out and vote and we say this every single time, but in this year, you can you see why it's important at all levels that, you know, with a Republican Senate right now trying to fast track a nominee to the to the Supreme Court, a nominee who's going to and court that now is going to question and read and try to redefine what family is. And that is not right. Mm and we need to make sure that we go out there and make sure that this entire nation, this court and this entire country knows that that question is in the past, that we know that LGBT community is part of our community, it is part of our family, that it is not something that this day and age needs to be questioned by any government entity whatsoever. The other question that we shouldn't even have to ask is, if a woman has the right to choose her own health care and medical decisions, that is another question that the Supreme Court may possibly uh, come and and ask based on the fact that the uh, the Senate is run by Republicans in this White House but we can make a change to that. And so it's not just important here in this community that celebrates all people in all communities, but throughout this country, be it if it's in Florida or or in Vegas or California, wherever you are, every single person in this country deserves to have respect and dignity. And we should have a government that ensures that based on our constitution, not to question, That our constitution isn't perfect, that's why there's amendments. So when we say that we're gonna put a a Supreme Court nominee who's an originalist, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? That person, if you're originalist, you couldn't even vote about 100 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) So let's have an, an original idea, that's all and make sure that we go and vote, that we make sure that our families go and vote, that they have a plan, that we have just a little bit over a week, that we are gonna demand change at all levels and to make sure that even at the court level throughout, they represent our community. And that means all our communities. Thank you so much.
3: Uh, If I could have, the Chair of the Black Caucus and State Representative Camille Lilly. Thank you. And
4: Thank you so much for being with us today. I love you. I love you too. Mm, okay, <laughs> that's sisterly that's love right there. Um, hola. 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 <laughs> Se llama Camille Lilly. Mucho gusto. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, my little chico. <laughs> I'm here today and I'm so honored to be asked to join the vision that's gonna bring us all together in our country by having our civic responsibility to vote and act it. Bringing the arts through a commercial to tell the story of the intersectionality of our communities is one way that we can get our message out quickly. So I wanna thank the actors, only because I want to get his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> but sharing your story with your family is what America is about. And we can do this by really being open and have the courage to say we are Americans. We like where we live. Yes. And we love who we are. Yes. And the Latinx community is in every community that I ever walked through. And the transgender population or the LTBGQ population is in every community that I walk in. And it is important that they know that we love them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's important that I know that they love me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> because together those relationships make our communities better, make our cities better, make our states better, and ultimately bring the America that we all know we should be. So as we go forth with our commercial and getting everyone out in every community to vote, so that we will not continue to address to deal with the extreme agendas that are going on in our country. So Chewy, I pray for you as you go forward. and he has a partner um, congressman davis yes we go for pray for our our congressional uh, representation it's hard to deal with the confusion that's affecting each and every one of us so i thank you for bringing the illinois legislative black caucus to this togetherness to get out the vote we will take the video Thank you. And make sure that everyone hears the importance of the intersection of life here in Illinois. God bless you all.
3: State Representative Lamar Robinson. I'm so happy. You know, I spent a couple sessions in Springfield and it's always fun when you're walking down the halls and one of the state reps is like, at you. (laughs) And it was always (laughs) Rep Robinson with your beautiful smile welcoming me there. So thank you so
7: much.
8: (laughs) Congressman, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. (laughs) Uh, To uh, the father and founder of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, uh, Jose, thank you for allowing me this opportunity. And to my dear friend Juan Calderon, uh, thank you. Uh, And then also, I uh, just want uh, to thank uh, Congressman Gutierrez. Thank you for your service, not only to the Puerto Rican uh, community, but also to the African American community. Thank you for your truth to power. Uh, Thank you for fighting for us for the many years of service in the City Council as well as Congress. Thank you very, very much. I would also be remiss if I did not thank uh, one of the first electeds to support my candidacy as the first queer uh, black elected official in the city as well as the state prior to our mayor, uh, Congressman Chuy Garcia. thank you for your mentorship. Uh, I am, I believe, uh, I have the tools to be uh, a state representative because of my time spent with you uh, and your connection to the people, uh, your love uh, that I take as I travel to Springfield. And so I am honored uh, to stand by your side. I'm honored also, Congressman, to uh, also be allowed to continue the spirit of Harold Washington. I I say that to say this is not my first time at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center. Uh, Harold Washington brought two communities together, two communities that are, at some point have been disconnected, two communities that unfortunately have so many so many things that we're connected to, and that's the African American and the Latino community. Mm -hmm. We are kinfolk. We are cousins. And we are in this fight together. And this fight is to make sure that all of the things that we have been fighting for for 100 years stays in place, which is why I'm so happy to be here to make sure that we elect a new president. Yes. Yes. I also want to thank Roberto and his family um, for being able to put the LGBT community on the forefront of voting. Folks forget about the LGBT community and that's why I'm so honored to be here today in the Puerto Rican Cultural Center understanding that the LGBTQ community should be a part of ushering in a new president. And so to Lisa, thank you. of all the work that you do here, understand that you have a cheerleader in the General Assembly, and I look forward to going back to the General Assembly to be able to fight for our trans brothers and sisters across the state of Illinois. And so thank you very, very much for this opportunity, and God bless.
3: Um, Our wonderful, uh one of our wonderful aldermen from the war- first ward alderman la Spada. Yay, right. thank you so much for being with us
7: today thank you so thank much you. thank you so much for having me here today it is amazing to look out at a couple former aldermen in the room uh, <laughs> who 30 years ago were fighting for human rights because i remember last year in this council in the contract compliance and equity committee we were fighting to pass a resolution for study to make recommendations on LGBTQ contracting equity. And my goodness, the folks in the room around me, you would have thought they were gymnasts from the way they were bending over backwards to justify the status quo in this city, (laughs) to pretend that those inequities don't exist. How sad to see that the fight you were in when you were doing this job is still one that we're fighting today. But truthfully, I I did not get here on my own. I grew up in a town in New Jersey that had about a fifth of the people that the first ward does. I grew up in a house that while my dad was making oatmeal for all the love in our house, there was Rush Limbaugh being played every morning. I, I got here. I got to a place of empathy and solidarity in my life based on the relationships and experiences I had when I got to Chicago. And I, I cannot forget my friend, Justin, sitting down with me, friend from college, when we were both juniors, sitting down for me across from the cafe, uh, both of us as evangelical Christians and him coming out to me as a gay man for the first time in his life. Um, and it changes how you think. Because if I, if I loved you, if you were my brother before I knew your sexual orientation, how can that change? After I know it. Uh, For my friends, Ava and Sabrina and Bennett, uh, transgender Chicagoans who are fighting for workers' rights, how, how can I stand on the picket line with you fighting for workers' rights and not equally fight for your human rights and civil rights? And what saddens me is that we have a man in the White House who his experiences, do not shape him, he doesn't change, based on living through life, he is stuck in such a sad, pathetic binary in terms of thinking about everything, whether it's the rights of our community, whether it is how we treat people based on their gender identity or sexual orientation, and I would almost feel sad for him if his lack of judgment wasn't so destructive towards the lives of people that I care about. And so, I'm so thrilled to be here today in a room full of tremendous leaders fighting for the new direction that our city and our country deserves. Thank you.
2: I want to do a couple of things because I think they're important at this point. Um, Chewie and I were worked for Harold Washington um, and many people don't know the intersectionality, so let's just talk a little bit about black-Latino intersectionality. And it does have to take us back to Harold Washington. But when Maria Selda, the head of the Mayor's Office of Employment and Training, was accosted by an ICE agent, an immigration agent at City Hall, the first thing the mayor of the city of Chicago, and this is 1984, where immigration, okay, it wasn't an issue, man. It wasn't something that people fought for, and immigrants were not on the front line of debate. He passed an executive order immediately banning Mm -hmm. uh, all the members Mm -hmm. of the immigration from coming on the city property and from asking us any questions. That's
1: 1984.
2: First in the country. Right? First in the country. Thank you, Chewy. First in the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about that. And what we did, and you know what? I know Chewy and I didn't have to talk. You know, we didn't have to talk to him about it. He did it. wasn't like Chewy and I went, "Oh, please do this." Which a lot of times is okay. You have to do it, right? As legislators, we didn't have to. He did it. So there it is, right? Then Chewy and I get to the city council, and we're just freshly minted, and there's the gay rights ordinance. And I remember when Chewy and I showed up that day, the banner headline was "Cardinal opposes." That was on the front page of every newspaper. We just got there, but you know what? We did the right thing, right, Chewie? Chewie yeah. and I did the right thing. It was 35 against, 15 for. All 15 of us that voted for the gay rights ordinance, because that's what we called it in 1986, all of us got reelected seven months later and returned <laughs> to the Chicago City Council. <laughs> so, so I wanted to share that. Here's the last thing. Intersectionality, right? I was born in the city of Chicago in 1953 when separate but equal was the law of the land. It was the law of the land. It was legal to discriminate on the basis of the color of your skin in the city of Chicago. And yeah, there were swimming pools we knew better not to go to. We know there were neighborhoods we were not allowed in and if we, Lord forbid the darkness reached before we got out of them That was the city of Chicago that I grew up in and it was legal to do this. And I just wanna say that black people gave up their lives so that that world I was born into would be transformed into a world in which this little Puerto Rican kid was born into separate but equal, could be a member of the Congress of the United States They transformed everything. There was a Civil Rights Act. There was a Voting Rights Act, the very Voting Rights Act that allowed Chewie and I to demand seats in the Chicago City Council. 30 years later, we demanded those seats. But somebody died for them in the 50s and the 60s so that Chewie and I could get elected in the 80s to the City Council and to Congress subsequently. So I always knew that Black Lives Matter because they transformed my life. They gave up their lives. They burned down their churches. They were lynched. They were murdered so that I could have a voice, so that we could have more democracy. Mm -hmm. And this election is about that democracy. Mm -hmm. We're not going to let him turn back the clock where gay people are in the closet, black people are in the back of the bus, and women are in the kitchen. No, we elected a black president. There's going to be a vice president who's a black woman pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Roberto, you're here with us embraced by this community we're not going back so that's the kind of intersectionality i wanted to to talk to everybody about and i want to thank you all for joining us are there any questions
0: and that's the whole press conference everybody i'm going to kick it over to our sound editor richie who was on site at the press conference and was able to speak to congressman jesus chui garcia and illinois state rep omar okino richie over to you
9: I first got the chance to ask Congressman Jesus Chu Garcia on what the ad meant here in the city of Chicago and also where it would be televised outside of the Chicago area.
5: Yeah, this is a, a wonderful uh, message about uh, being inclusive and reminding ourselves a week out from the most important election easily in the last hundred years that the LGBTQ community is a part of that quest for justice and that... The change, the political change that we seek includes them and their aspirations to be treated equally in all aspects, all facets of life. So I commend uh, the congressman, the Puerto Rican Cultural Center for taking this initiative, raising the awareness of the country and injecting into that effort to get out the vote, the participation of the LGBTQ community as a part of that force that will help transform our country and make it a better place for everyone to feel welcome in
9: and this message is of course from chicago but we also saw speakers say that they went to other places around the country so how does this message from chicago and how is it relevant
5: to places outside of chicago well uh as uh congressman gutierrez and i have been campaigning in many many states as we approach uh, election day we make it a point to emphasize the struggle of the LGBTQ community as a part of that effort across the country to involve as many people as possible and to highlight and lift up their causes so that everyone is aware that none of us can truly be free and enjoy the promise of this country and of the Constitution unless everyone can do the same. Thank you for your time. Thank you.
9: So I'm here speaking to Representative Omar Aquino. Omar, uh, could you tell me your, I guess, involvement with the ad that we just saw right now?
6: So um, as a state senator here in this community, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of the, obviously in this community, I, I walked over from my home, but PRCC and especially with Trans Chicago has put uh, to the forefront of the LGBT community for years. The work with Vida Cida with this current location here, and so when the former congressman the current congressman call you to say, "Hey, we have this uh, um, this um, uh, uh, commercial that is talking about uh, putting uh, the uh, gay community in the forefront and, and, and voter uh, outreach and whatnot, and we want you to be here to show support," I obviously you know said yes and wanted to be here to, to show that support.
9: Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, Chicago voters can only uh, vote what happens here in the city and what happens in the state, but how can this commercial go outside of uh, just the people here? And I guess make a national impact.
6: Well, you know, we we live in a in a very global and national, you know, uh, 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 society, and so even via social media, being able to to send it to your cousins in Florida that are voting in New York and and whatnot. And you know, even though we vote for our representation here in the city of uh, in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois and those representatives that represent these communities, they do make decisions that impact the rest of the nation, that impact places like Puerto Rico. That are disenfranchised and aren't able to vote for you know a president or uh, their the resident commissioner doesn't actually have a vote in Congress so it's important as Puerto Ricans especially as the greater diaspora to make sure that we have representation that is beneficial not only to our local districts of where we live but also to our brothers and sisters uh, Puerto Rican brothers and sisters throughout the entire country and especially on the island okay thank you thank you for that absolutely
0: listening to this bonus episode everybody make sure to listen to an all-new episode of the paseo podcast this thursday when we welcome puerto rican journalist justin agrelo for a uh, discussion on his experience as a poc reporter and the importance of covering housing in the media if you want to connect with the podcast follow us at paseo podcast on facebook and twitter visit our website paseomedia.org that's P-A-S-E-O media.org. And email us at baseopodcast at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-E-O podcast at gmail.com. I always love reading listener comments and topic suggestions, so keep those coming. That's our show for today. But before we go home, Luis, remind us again what that call to action was.
2: It's on us. Get off your ass.
4: Make a plan Vote.
0: You heard the call to action, everybody. See you all next time on the Paseo Podcast.